Hello and welcome. It's good to have you with us. We're very glad that you made the decision to come join us. We hope things are going well for you. If you are having challenges, we would be happy to pray with you. Please visit our website at www.theladderrain.org and let us know what we could pray for. We would be happy to help. And as always, our goal is to continue sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. With regards to today's word, we will continue with our look into the book of Proverbs. We'll be talking today about why it is so important to cling on to God's word, because it is the only way that we will be able to see the things of this world clearly and fight off temptation, no matter how alluring or appealing they may seem. The word of God and the principles the Lord teaches us therein gives us the tools to make wise decisions, especially when confronted with differing challenges. We'll talk more about this a little further ahead. But right now, let's take the time to seek the Lord in prayer and ask Him for guidance, clear understanding and wisdom, so we can know how to take in His Word and apply it to the decisions we make each day. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, I praise You, O Lord, for Your goodness and Your mercy, for Your grace, for Your love, for all the great things that You do for us, O Lord. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks for your Son, Jesus Christ. I give you thanks for his sacrifice. I give you thanks for the love that you showed to us through him. Heavenly Father, as always, I pray, O Lord, that you please forgive my sins, O Lord. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray now, Lord God, that you please help us to have a clear understanding, O Lord, of your word. Speak to our hearts, to our minds, Lord God, Heavenly Father. Help us, O Lord, to not only understand clearly, but to be able to apply your word to every aspect of our lives, that we might be able to make wise decisions, decisions that, that run parallel with your word, Lord God. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, help us, O Lord, to understand that all you want for us is what is good. I pray for everybody listening, Heavenly Father. I pray that you continue working in their lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. To continue following along our series on the book of Proverbs, we'll be reading from Proverbs chapter 7. And this is what we read. My son, keep my words and treasure my commands within you. Keep my commands and live, and my law as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers, write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call understanding your nearest kin that they may keep you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words. For at the window of my house I looked through my lattice, and saw among the simple, I perceived among the youths, a young man devoid of understanding, passing along the street near her corner. And he took the path to her house, in the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night. And there a woman met him, with the attire of a harlot and a crafty heart. She was loud and rebellious. Her feet would not stay at home. At times she was outside, at times in the open square, lurking at every corner. So she caught him and kissed him with an impudent face. She said to him, I have peace offerings with me. Today I have paid my vows. So I came out to meet you diligently to seek your face, and I have found you. I have spread my bed with tapestry, colored coverings of Egyptian linen, I perfume my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of love until morning. Let us delight ourselves with love. For my husband is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. He has taken a bag of money with him 
and will come home on the appointed day. With her enticing speech, she caused him to yield. With her flattering lips, she seduced him. Immediately he went after her, as an ox goes to the slaughter, or as a fool to the correction of the stocks. Till an arrow struck his liver, as a bird hastens to the snare, he did not know it would cost his life. Now therefore listen to me, my children. Pay attention to the words of my mouth. Do not let your heart turn aside to her ways. Do not stray into her paths. For she has cast down many wounded, and all who were slain by her were strong men. Her house is the way to hell, descending to the chambers of death. If we could dissect this passage a bit, there would be two basic parts, although I'm pretty sure there's a lot more meat in here, but we're only skimming. The first part explains just how important and vital it is to search for and cling on to God's word. The first part would be considered verses 1 through 4. And then the second part would be from verses 5 and forward, which explains the why God's word is so important. There's always a why, even though we may not see it clearly. God is an extremely logical being. And the second part could be viewed in two ways. It could be viewed as the why, consisting of getting involved with a bad relationship, and it could be viewed also as the danger that comes with getting involved with the world. Let's dive into the first part, the intense need for God's word and how it should be made a part of our lives. Verses 1 to 4 again talk about keeping the word and treasuring his commands. It says to keep his commands because that is what brings life. The passage also says that the law, God's law, should be the apple of our eye, meaning that it needs to become something intrinsically important in our lives. He goes on by saying that we need to bind them to our fingers and write them in the tablet of our heart. What do these things mean? Binding them to our fingers could mean that the word needs to be a part of our actions, as in what we do with our hands. Knowing the word intellectually has no value unless you are practicing or applying God's word to every aspect of your life. Otherwise, just knowing the word becomes useless information like the Pharisees and the scribes, how they knew the scriptures. It was all just knowledge to them, but no real practice. The importance of writing his word in our hearts means that God's teachings need to become part of our innermost being. They have to become part of the fiber of our existence. And in verse 4, we read that his word needs to become like our closest family, our kin. One of the main examples we have reading the word is that it is the only way to fend off Satan's temptations. Prayer is obviously great. Worship is important. But the only way that Jesus was able to resist temptation and come out strong, even in the very humanly weakened state he was in when Satan approached him, was through the word of God and nothing else. We read in Matthew chapter 4 the following occurrence. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights afterward, he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, 
Throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you will serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. The only thing he used, meaning Jesus, to confront Satan's temptations was the word of God. Three times was he tempted, and three times Jesus used the word to extinguish the devil's attacks. Bear in mind the Lord was in a supremely weakened state, physically speaking, after having fasted for 40 days. Satan came during a time when he was very hungry. He was alone from a human standpoint, and he lacked all kinds of human power. He was poor and powerless, so as a human, he could not be in worse shape. That is when Satan is going to go after you, when you are weak and frail and needy, not necessarily when everything is right with the world, so to speak. Therefore, we need to be ready all of the time, well-founded on God's word. Otherwise, we will fall flat on our face, and Satan is going to get the best of you. You will stumble and fall. You won't be able to get up if you are too weak in the Lord. So the moral of this story is that you need to feast on God's word. That's why we're doing what we're doing here, trying to share God's word with all of you nice people so you're able to cling to him so that you may be ready for when the time comes. The second part to this passage deals with people, the wrong sort of people, that may be trying to get you to turn away from God, to get you to do those things that truly go against God's will for your life. They will be enticing. They will try to make the wrong things seem fine and enjoyable and pleasing. Sometimes we think that Satan is going to come to us with some horns, a tail, and a pitchfork. But that is not usually the case. The Bible, as a matter of fact, teaches us that he will disguise himself as an angel of light. Who is going to run away from an angel of light? He will also try to use people that are under his influence to get you to pull away from the Lord ever so slightly. Now, Let's not misunderstand certain things here. We are all imperfect, every single last one of us. But the difference among people lies where a person is ultimately leading you towards. That's why we need to stick to believers in Christ, to those that truly try to follow the Lord as closely as possible. There are folks that say that they believe in Christ, but their lifestyles show something else. And with that, we need to be careful. This is not meant to train people to judge, but rather to understand what is ultimately in your best interest from a spiritual view. Do you search for good influences or bad influences? What do your closest relationships look like? Do they look like Jesus despite their imperfections and shortcomings, or do they look like the world? The Apostle Paul warns us in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 when, when he said, I wrote to you in my epistle not to keep company with sexually immoral people. 
Yet, I certainly did not mean with the sexually immoral people of this world, or with the covetous, or extortioners, or idolaters, since then you would need to go out of the world. But now I have written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother who is sexually immoral, or covetous, or an idolater, or a reviler, or a drunkard, or an extortioner, not even to eat with such a person. For what have I to do with judging those also who are outside? Do you not judge those who are inside? But those who are outside, God judges. Therefore, put away from yourselves the evil person. So, we have to be careful with who we keep company with. The Bible also explains the dangers that are involved with keeping worldly friendships. In James chapter 4, he says, Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously? So the second part explains to us the dangers that exist with getting involved with the wrong sort of people or person and with the world in general. Satan will make everything seem enticing, desirable, enjoyable, etc. just to get you to go along. That's why it is called temptation. Otherwise, if sin was not tempting, then why would we even be attracted to it anyway? And every single person has their weaknesses, no exceptions. I don't care who you are and how strong you might think you are. We all have some sort of weakness within us. That's why even more so, we need to be careful with the world and the things of the world. We cannot let ourselves get entangled with the world, with the seductress that we see in today's passage, because that seductress will bring about our destruction if we don't stay close to the Lord and to living his word. So, as we meditate for a couple of minutes on the things we discussed, we really need to make God's word more than just an intellectual pursuit of knowledge. God's word is life for all of us, eternal life. If you don't understand that yet, you really need to for your own good. But the only way that the word of God will ever make sense to you and mean something to you is if you truly surrender your life to Christ without reservations. That's the only way the Holy Spirit can come to live inside of your heart and help you learn and understand and apply God's Word to every aspect of your life. Otherwise, you will give in easily to wrong relationships and to the attractions of the world. And before you can even realize what happened, you will have been absorbed into Satan's realm of darkness. And no matter how enticing and enjoyable that may seem at the beginning, it will bring about certain destruction and death. For the wages of sin is death. That is an irrefutable law. Sooner or later, sin produces death. So if you keep on going down that dark path, you will experience firsthand what God wants for you to avoid. The Lord wants to give you life, a fulfilling life here on earth, although it may not be an easy one. But even more importantly, He wants for you to have the eternal life that can only be found through Jesus Christ. At the end of the day, the choice, because it is all about choice, is yours. Let's pray. 
Lord God, Heavenly Father, I praise you and I worship you, Lord, for your instruction, for your guidance, O Lord. Thank you, O Lord, Heavenly Father, because you are a loving Father, a teaching Father, one that is patient in helping us understand and learn that those things that are good for us. Heavenly Father, I, I pray, O Lord, that you help us, O Lord, to understand when we are being tempted by the world, by either a bad relationship or people or, or whatever it is, Lord God, ultimately anything that tries to pull us away from you. Heavenly Father, help us understand that no matter how attractive and entertaining and interesting and so on, that person or those people or the world may seem at the moment. Help us to understand that at the end, that if we give in to that, we're only giving in into our own self-destruction. Help us to understand clearly, Lord God, that only your ways bring about life. That only your teachings bring about eternal life. That only your direction is what is good for us. Lord God, help us to understand that and to put it into practice. Help us, O oh Lord, not to give in to the weaknesses that we still have within our flesh, but rather help us to surrender those weaknesses to you and so that your Holy Spirit can help us triumph over those weaknesses, O oh Lord, and that we may be strong in you and go towards those things that you want for us to have. I pray again, Lord God, for each person that is listening. I pray, Lord God, for a clear understanding in their lives. I pray, Lord God, Heavenly Father, for an openness of understanding. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you help us to value what you have done for us on the cross through your Son, Jesus Christ, and help us to value the eternal life that you have for each and every one of us. I give you thanks and I praise you, O Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Please join us again next time as we continue studying God's Word. And as always, please feel free to write us through our website if you would like more information or, again, just some prayer. Our web address again is www.thelatterrain.org. The Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. May God bless you.